<laughs> well, hello, people. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Out there in the universe, in that podcast world. Welcome to our podcast. This is already rough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, no, for real. Hello, I'm Laura Magarino. And I'm Sarah Soralta. In case you didn't get it already, we're starting a podcast. What's it called? It is called Unpacking. One of my favorite verbs. Like, seriously, I think I say this word, like, at least every once day. a week. Almost, yeah. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day that you talk um, to me, anyway. So why are we doing this? Like, why are we... Well, we're doing this as a way of just unraveling a lot of stuff so you and me stuff like milestones um things that have changed and shifted in our friendship over the many years that we've been friends and also kind of just ideas and constructs from society as well and talking about them from our own perspectives and how we can move from that expectation to writing our own stories of who we want to be, both as Sarah and Lauren. With all that said, this is the first episode, and we figured that the best thing that we could do was start with the very beginning of our friendship, the origin story. The start. Let's just start with the basics, like where and when did we meet? We met in high school, and I believe that we first met in drama class, right? I don't, I don't really remember exactly which class it was, but we did meet in high school. Miss Sarah, what was your first impression <laughs> of me? Like, you know, those girls on the TV shows that they're, like, good at everything, and they have it all together, and... <laughs> Like, all the school supplies are perfect. All the grades are perfect. I'm wearing, like, the cutest shoes. My hair is done. Like, that was my first impression of you was, like, I don't I don't even know if there's that's a word so for it. That's so shocking. Honestly, that's really? really surprising. Yeah. I would say for you, I'll, I'll do it really quickly. Yeah, my yeah. first impression was just super smart, very quick, and so I don't know so much knowledge I just felt like you had a lot of wisdom beyond Whoa. what the rest of us had at that point in time like I just remember sitting in class and certain topics and conversations happening and you always had something to say and it wasn't just like <laughs> you opening your mouth and being like my opinion but it was always so educated like it always had something backing it up every time and also you my first impression was also that you definitely like stood your own ground and so that was definitely something that had stuck out to me and i always really like admired like there were very few people in our grade and in our classes that were like that and you were one of them so that was my first impression was just wow. like wow look at this i had no just... idea so like what moment did you realize or if you ever had a moment because maybe you didn't that we'd become as close as we are today honestly i think that 
from the moment that we had that FaceTime and that video chat, mm. it was junior year, that conversation, just chatting after two years of knowing of each other and being around each other. I was like, oh, I can tell when who, who it is that I'm talking to when it's just going to click and work and when it's not. Mm. Um, and I could tell that based off of the things that we talked about, the way we talked about it and how open we were, that I definitely knew that you were someone that I would end up being close to or really like value throughout my high school experience for sure. Um, and once we were graduating and getting ready to continue on and move forward with college, I definitely was also very much confirmed in that I would be continuing to put effort into this friendship and continue to build on it. Like there was no question in my mind. I guess that moment yeah. for me was, I don't know if this was junior year or if this was senior year, but one time you came to my house and then you just walked to my fridge and you started eating my mango. I, my family had, we have a, okay. So we have a mango tree or we used to have a mango tree at the house that I grew up in. Um, during oh, high school tree and it it had the best mangoes you guys you could you ever know. taste and i think i was just watching you like open the fridge and just ponder over what you were gonna have and you just looked so comfortable and like it was your own fridge and i was like you know what this is a true friend because they can come into my house and like feel at home and not feel this like strange wall between the two of us or between you know our homes every relationship just in general mm -hmm. and i and i know for me specifically like i can definitely attest to this that some of the friendships that i've had that have been longer ones they're still very much alive and well but there's always difficult moments and there's mm -hmm. always things that happen that sometimes it's a person A did something and it affected person B and we worked it out and that's what it is. It could be really like a very clear, tangible, almost like here's the issue and we fixed it. And sometimes there are things that happen that aren't as clear and there's just like a weird like what do we do? But you know, you move past it and give it the space that it needs. And um, I think with us, there was definitely, and you can correct me if I'm wrong at any point in describing this, but I think that there was a shift when we went to college, for sure. I mean, I can remember that there was a point that we weren't really talking. Right, right. And then there was like one fateful night. <laughs> <laughs> the night. <laughs> the night. <laughs> so listeners, there is something called the dark night. And not the movie about Batman. It's this one <laughs> night where I decided to, um, or we decided to, I don't want to say it was just me, but we, I snuck out of my house and, uh, was up to some hood rat stuff with my <laughs> friends. The whole shenanigan adventure of the night, as fun as it was, like, after it was over, my I got home, and my dad apparently had been, like, looking for me because he had figured out that what I told him was not true, and I basically thought I was missing. And 
I was just in a load of shit, like deep shit. And I, I kind of hit a wall just emotionally speaking. And, you know, my trust had been broken with my dad. That was a very hard time for me, especially as at the age that I was, I think I was like 18 or 19. And, you know, the conversation that, that he and I had had about it just left me feeling very, very guilty and very, you know, I felt bad for what I had done and how I had made him feel. Because if I were a parent, I would have not wanted to feel how he felt either. And unfortunately, I think you and Isa, who were there for the Dark Knight, got caught in the crossfires and all these negative feelings that me and my dad, me and my dad both, I'm going to speak for, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm going to speak a little bit for me. Some of these like feelings that I had about that night definitely poured over into our friendships and I felt a lot of pressure from a lot of different sources to, again, fulfill an expectation of myself that, I mean, looking back, I don't really think was necessary. And for the first time, like, in my life, my dad wasn't friends with my friends, I think is the way that I want to phrase it, because up until this point, you know, my family and my friends were also friends. And so this night shifted all of that. And I just was telling myself this story of like, oh, well, if my family isn't friends with my friends, then like, I can't be friends with my friends because, you know, that that doesn't make any, that's not right. That doesn't make any sense. I was also struggling with a lot of feeling like I didn't have control over my life and feeling like I wasn't the person making the choices about the things that were going to happen to me and the people that I was going to talk to and the people that I was going to see. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, that was a lot for my 19-year-old brain to handle. And so I think after that, that night or, you know, like the moments moving forward from that, I was just very burdened mentally. And for some reason, compartmentalizing everything, which meant like, oh, well, if I don't talk to Lauren and I don't talk to Isa, then, you know, everything is fine because I'm moving on and making changes from you know, that one time that I got in really deep shit and now everything's going to be okay. And it wasn't, it, it ended up not being okay because I felt like I had lost two of my closest friends when in reality, this, that wasn't what happened in reality. Like I didn't break off my friendship with you, but I was telling myself this story that, oh, well, I, I, I can't be your friend because, you know, my family has this bad image of this one event in their head. And so... Now everything changes from here. It's really interesting to, like, hear your side of this. Because, I mean, we haven't talked about this. And, right. And, like, 
really that deeply after that happened and the initial like i mean you had filled us in and then moving forward i'm just going to speak for myself but you yeah. filled isa and i in on what had happened because we were super confused i think you were everybody was confused right um as to like oh there's an issue once that was established like this is what happened this is the problem i knew and i understood in that immediate aftermath like you needing to take the space that you needed mm -hmm. and work on the, the family you like that relationship and just like getting yourself in a position that you felt like good again mm -hmm. um and that was very clear to me and obvious i did not expect for it to completely shut down our communication mm -hmm. never in a million years did i think that that would happen and i was mad like i was really upset at the fact that that had happened that's such a tough position to be in and that was something that i didn't understand because I had felt so comfortable in your home and was so aware of how open your family had been with me. Right, um, right. So for that to all of a sudden just completely shift because of one night mm -hmm. of tomfoolery as teenagers, because <laughs> that's what it was. Right. Um, it just had me shook because I was like, well, damn, like this, these relationships that had been built to a certain extent mm -hmm. obviously the most with you but just snapped like so easily and what does that say in general about relationships with people that maybe aren't your family you know right. like it's just the family that you build for yourself and the relationships that you build for yourself how strong really are they right um are they that easy to just throw away um and shut down on like that was something that I had really been working through. And I think beyond that, um, I was like, okay, well, this is what it is. And as much as my emotional side is very much upset about this, because like you said, it's a loss of a friend, mm -hmm. a loss of a close friend at that. Um, then there was just like the other side of just realizing that sometimes this is just how things are. I didn't for once feel like like honestly internally that mm -hmm. that was it i was like there's just no way um i was like i don't know how it's gonna work itself back or whatever right. but i always had that door cracked open and for the couple of times that i had tried to close it thinking that that would be easier and to compartmentalize it so that i could just like move forward it just wasn't happening. Mm. I honestly think that my mom had talked to you, like the two of you. Yeah, you're right. Like, hung out, but I don't really know. Yes, I remember your mom had been in the city that I'm, I'm living in and had sent me a message about, you know, hey, we should spend some time together. I'm going to be in the city. Come and uh, maybe we can meet and eat or something like that. We ended up hanging out the whole day. It was was actually a great time and we spent a lot of time with thoughtful conversation very insightful and you know one thing that we did was I, I don't know if she even told you this Lauren was we you had been in New York at the time you were making vlogs and we actually sat down and watched some of them and I remember your mom saying something to me to the effect of like you know, she still thinks about you, and if you wanted to reach out, like, you could mend that friendship if you really, like, put forth the effort. 
And so, but then I think she, she, she gave the caveat of, you know, if that's something that you want to do, you know, cause I, it had to be something that I wanted to do, not something that I just should do or was right or anything. Um, and so I think it was like a few days before I even, you know, after that reconnect between me and your mom had happened that I reached out because I was really thinking about what it was that I wanted and how I wanted to go about it and what I even wanted to say. I don't think I said very much, but, but I ended up reaching out to you and then, you know, we were able to talk a little bit and catch up. With all of that, um, what was, I mean, cause I learned a lot, but what was like the biggest thing that you feel like you learned just in general from the start of our friendship up until now with this point that we're at? Learning to be with somebody and just allow them to be who they are in this moment and not carry that into the next moments and having expectations for who Lauren has to be to me moving forward i i think that's that's been my biggest takeaway from our entire from our friendship as a whole is you know just being able to grow with somebody over a period of time yeah without trying to make callbacks to who you were in high school because you are not the lauren that you were in high school and i'm not the sarah that i was in high school the hardest part of our friendship would be being able to reform bonds after they have been broken or after there's been serious tension. That was something that I didn't know how to do very well. I don't think it was easy. I think we did a really good job of making it feel easy, but Mm -hmm. there was definitely a lot of effort put forth from both of us definitely the biggest lesson is that things will be tried and really the decision is up to the two people but really as an individual like I had to look at myself and look Mm -hmm. at what my responsibility and what part did I play basically check yourself just check yourself (laughs) in general um and that there really trust is a very very important thing and that it sucks to have it be broken because it was for all of us Mm -hmm. in different ways um but that also it could be rebuilt like it can and so agreed um, Agreed. we're resilient that's another thing. very resilient another thing i've noticed we're very resilient and so lauren what would you say what type of friend are we to each other i mean we've definitely Mm -hmm. we've had some common themes of comfortability yeah at this point specifically in our friendship I would say that you're someone who really like you keep you keep pushing me in a very positive way. And that can either be by the things that you tell me and the things, you know, the support that you give me as a friend to just do your fucking dishes or, you know, <laughs> like I know you're tired, but you know, you've been saying that you've been wanting to do X, Y, and Z. So like what I have my iPad out. Let me write the list. (laughs) I mean, really like hands on to that level. 
um, to just the way that you operate as an individual. And I think we both take a lot of pride and value us building just as individuals and working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so seeing your journey and where you're at now and what you're doing now is super inspirational for me. And that we have fun. You have always been a person that we laugh a lot. So that's always a good time too. You embody a lot of different roles in my life. You are definitely a sounding board for all my thoughts, both the positive and the negative. I know I can vent to you for anything and everything, and I do. I do. (laughs) The most insignificant of things. I'm specifically referencing an instance that happened where me and a person in my life got into an altercation about a mug a, oh, a mug that you yes. like drink out of yeah and yeah, that happened it was <laughs> and it was just so silly to me that it made me angry beyond proportion and so i called you and i think i vented for like a good 30 to 45 minutes about the mug and that just like is a reminder for me of like i can very much take anything i'm feeling to you whether it's my ugliest or my absolute best highest self and I don't feel pressure of having to deliver something to this friendship it feels very organic to me that is another Mm -hmm. thing it's a very organic friendship you're a sounding board to me like you are also a motivator a motivator to me I can't see a day that I'm not thinking of you or something is happening in my life that has not been like impacted by you in a positive way. Retweet, man. (laughs) Oh, tears. But I hope that um, one takeaway that you got from this is that for those that are maybe on the fence, like the people that you're like, I haven't talked to them in so long and they were very, we were very close or I don't know, there was some sort of disconnect that Mm. happened, you know, maybe take some time to think about that. And even though it's a little difficult, and it, a little painful or like to unpack that, but that's mm-hmm. what we're doing, right? We're unpacking. Yeah. Um, yeah. To not be afraid to unpack that. And if you come to the conclusion that, yep, no, this is not for me. We're, we're going to continue in the state that we're in. Okay. That's cool. And if you maybe come to the conclusion that, you know what, let me just put my pride aside and calm down and just reach out to this person. Um, and try to reconnect totally and i want to take a moment to say we in this lifetime no matter what walk of life you you're in you have your chosen family these people that you have particularly chosen to be in your life to play whatever role it is that they're playing at this moment and these roles might shift and change and develop over time but just take the time to nourish those relationships with your chosen family take a second to think about what it feels like when you are having one of those moments with a friend where you think like, oh, I don't want this moment to end. I'm having such a great time. And how can we expand and broaden those moments to span the larger part of our relationships? Like how how does our relationship with this person or these people, plural, look like when it is nourished to the fullest? Mm-hmm. Mm, love it. Love it. And on that note, 
that's that's episode one. It's, that's it. That's it. But we're super pumped and excited to be having conversations like this with you guys. This season, you can hear us talking about expressing feminine and masculine energies within yourself and how that looks like manifested. We're going to talk about making adult friends, fear of the future a la Black Mirror, what it feels like <laughs> to favorite. be... What it feels like to be a girl boss, because it's a struggle bus, and what it looks like to disconnect from social media and how we're addicted, but we're not, and much more. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate the time you took to listen to our conversation and hope that these conversations are inspiring yours. 